you know, there's a lot of things. They look right, and they, they even feel right, and um, not necessarily that, that God would be displeased with, I don't reckon, but uh, if he says no, he means no. Amen. And uh, we need to be mindful of the Word of God uh, and the voice of God in our life. Amen. Amen. Appreciate the singing tonight and the testimonies. And I uh, want to be a help to you tonight. And we'll be as brief as we can. Uh, but I want you to go to Revelation chapter number 5 with me this evening. Revelation chapter number 5. Be sure to pray for Brother Gravely uh, as he is away. And we'll have some other announcements at the end of the service. Uh, but let's look at what the Lord has for us this evening, all right? Revelation chapter number 5, if you're willing and able, would you stand with us as we read the Word of God tonight? Just 14 verses here in Revelation 5, and uh, we'll begin there in verse number 1. He said, And I saw in the right hand of him that sat on the throne a book written within, and on the backside sealed with seven seals. And I saw a strong angel proclaiming with a loud voice, Who is worthy to open the book and to loose the seals thereof? And no man in heaven nor in earth, neither under the earth, was able to open the book, neither to look thereon. And I wept much, because no man was found worthy to open and to read the book, neither to look thereon. And one of the elders saith unto me, Weep not, behold, the line of a tribe of Judah, the root of David, hath prevailed to open the book." and to loose the seven seals thereof. And I beheld, and lo, in the midst of the throne of the four beasts, in the midst of the elders, stood a lamb as it had been slain, having seven horns and seven eyes, which are the seven spirits of God, sent forth into all the earth. And he came and took the book out of the right hand of him that sat upon the throne. And when he had taken the book, the four beasts and Four and twenty elders fell down before the Lamb, having every one of them harps and golden vials full of odors, which are the prayers of saints. They sung a new song, saying, Thou art worthy to take the book and to open the seals thereof, for thou wast slain and hast redeemed us to God by thy blood out of every kindred and tongue and people and nation, and hast made us unto our God kings and priests, and we shall reign on the earth. And I beheld and I heard the voice of many angels round about the throne and the beast and the elders and the number of them was ten thousand times ten thousand and thousands of thousands saying with a loud voice worthy is the lamb that was slain to receive power and riches and wisdom and strength and honor and glory and blessing and every creature which is in heaven and on the earth and under the earth and such as are in the sea and all, and all that are in them heard I saying blessing and honor and glory and power be unto him that setteth upon the throne and unto the lamb forever and ever and the four beasts said amen and the four and twenty elders fell down and worshipped him that liveth forever and ever you can be seated tonight let's pray father God we thank you Lord for your word tonight thank you Lord for allowing us to be here in this place thank you Lord for our church and Lord, what it means to our heart. We thank you for our pastor. And uh, Lord, I thank you, God, for the good people here at Bible Baptist Church. I thank you, Lord, for how so many times they've encouraged my heart uh, in worship towards you, Lord. And, and how many times, Lord, you've just manifested yourself. And Lord, you've met with us. And I pray, Lord, that tonight would be no different. God, that you would help us. 
Lord, through the preaching of your word, help us to make much of Jesus. Help us to exalt your Son, Lord. And, and Lord, we know that the will of God will be accomplished. And I pray, Lord, that you would just encourage our hearts tonight here in this midweek service. And Lord, we pray that you'd be with uh, Brother Gravely as he's away. And Lord, that you would be with him there. But Lord, that you'd meet with us tonight, God, and you'd have your will and way. Father, we'll thank you, Lord, for all that you do. Pray that your will would be accomplished. And uh, Lord, that you'd be pleased with everything that's said and done. We ask it in Jesus' name tonight. Amen. And amen. We come to Revelation chapter number 5. And of course, we know that this uh, is a scene in heaven. There are many scenes uh, in the book of the Revelation. And uh, the book of the Revelation begins there uh, with John having a vision of the Lord Jesus Christ. He is then instructed um, to write letters to seven literal churches. And now we come to Revelation chapter number 5. And this is John's second vision here in the book of the Revelation. The Bible opens in chapter number 5. And uh, it says, And he saw in the right hand of him that sat on the throne a book written within and on the backside sealed with seven seals. And verse number 2 says, And I saw a strong angel proclaiming with a loud voice, Who is worthy to open the book? And to loose the seals thereof. This book uh, is sealed up and it contains these seals of the judgment of God uh, that are going to be poured out upon the earth. And here John looks and he sees God. And here in just a few moments he's going to see the Lord Jesus Christ again. But the Bible says in verse number 3, And no man in heaven nor in earth, neither under the earth, was able to open the book, neither to look thereon. He asked the question in verse number 2, Who is worthy to open the book? He wept because there was none worthy, and they are searching and seeking one that is worthy. I'm glad the Lord Jesus Christ shows up tonight. Amen. And the Bible declares that He is worthy in verse number 12, saying with a loud voice, Worthy is the Lamb that was slain to receive power and riches and wisdom and strength and honor and glory and blessing. Everything that they could possibly give Him and so much more. He was worthy of that tonight. And that's really the thought uh, that we want to give you tonight. We want to try to exalt God's Son and exalt the Lord Jesus Christ and talk about the fact that He is worthy tonight. Amen. I'm preaching on worthy is the Lamb. As we look at this chapter tonight, John is weeping because he finds that no man is worthy and that brings us to our first point tonight we find that there is a search for the lamb tonight in verses 1 through 4 uh, there is an angel that declares who is worthy to open the book and to loose the seals thereof this is a vision in heaven and uh, it's declared tonight in verse number 3 that there's no man in heaven nor in earth neither under the earth that was able to open the book neither to look thereon what that tells us tonight is there was no man in heaven no man man in earth or no man in hell uh, that was able to open that book or even to look at that book tonight. Amen. Uh, this book as we've already said uh, it contained the judgment of God that was to be uh, poured out upon the world uh, and a strong angel cries out in search of one that was worthy uh, to open this book and to break its seals tonight. Who could break these seals? Who uh, could open this book? Who had the power tonight uh, to enact the judgment of God? 
Who was it that had the power to set every wrong right? Who was it tonight that had the ability uh, to proclaim his victory over Satan tonight? Who was it that had the ability to reverse the curse that was placed upon this world uh, and finally deal with sin once and for all? Uh, I'm glad it was the Lamb tonight. Amen. Uh, uh, John is overwhelmed because of the lack of being able to find uh, uh, someone who was uh, worthy to open the book. John is crying and John is weeping in verse number 4 and he's not just moved emotionally but the Bible says in verse number 4 and I wept much. He understood what that book represented but I want you to think about for just a few moments tonight what his tears uh, represented. I believe tonight that John's tears represented Adam and Eve being driven out of that perfect place uh, of peace and harmony because of sin. Uh, They were driven out of that place of fellowship with God. Uh, The world and humanity was ever changed uh, because of of Adam condescending uh, uh, to his wife's sin and plunging this world into a curse that the world was forever changed. John's tears represents the sorrow over the death of their son Abel as they sinned and as they were driven out of the garden not only did they experience the heartache of sin there but they saw it in action and they saw hatred of the human heart being manifested from one of their boys to the other and they saw the consequence of what they had done. We think about the children of Israel as they cried in their affliction in slavery. We think about the cries of the children of God all down through the ages. We think about the believer and the unbeliever alike who stands by the graveside in the casket of a loved one and they weep because of the sting of death. The believer weeps tonight because of trials. They weep because of tribulations. We weep many times in this life because of sorrow and disappointment. As we said already these tears uh, they represent the curse of its sin has brought to God's creation and he looks at this book and he has the understanding that there's nobody that's found worthy uh, to open up this book and set every wrong right he wept much for the failure to find a redeemer if there was none to open that book if there was none to help humanity That meant that the earth and its curse was consigned forever to death tonight. Death and sin and damnation and hell would reign forever and that earth should remain forever in the hands of Satan, the prince of the power of the air, and the curse would forever reign. But John wanted to see tonight the world rid of evil. He wanted to see the world rid of sin and death. He wanted to see Satan finally defeated and God's kingdom established on the earth. Listen, John had questions in his heart would the church continue to be persecuted would evil always prevail would no one come forward and open the book but I'm glad tonight John didn't need to weep long because there was one getting ready to approach the father's throne and receive that book and he's the only one that could do it he's the only one that can take care of sin he's the only one that's going to be take care, be able to take care of evil He's the only one that's able to usher in the kingdom. He's the only one to put away evil uh, and hatred uh, and wickedness forevermore tonight. Amen. 
John was searching for one to make things right tonight. But secondly, I want you to see tonight not only the search for the Lamb, but I want you to see the supremacy of the Lamb. Look what the Bible says in verse number 5. And one of the elders saith unto me, Weep not. Behold, the line of the tribe of Judah, the root of David, hath prevailed to open the book and to loose the seven seals thereof. And I beheld, and lo, in the midst of the throne of the four beasts, in the midst of the elders, still a lamb as it had been slain having seven horns and seven eyes, which are the seven spirits of God sent forth into all the earth. And he came and took the book out of the right hand of him that sat upon the throne. And when he had taken the book, the four beasts and four and twenty elders fell down before the Lamb, having every one of them harps and golden vials full of odors, which are the prayers of saints. Amen. Here Jesus comes and he takes that book. He does receive that book. He doesn't ask for the book. But he comes and he takes the book out of the hands of the Father. And when he takes that book, immediately worship ensues. And worship begins to take place in heaven. Here's what they say about him. The elder stands up and he speaks up in verse number 5. He said, quit crying, John. Weep not. He said, behold the line of the tribe of Judah. The root of David hath prevailed to open the book and to loose the seven seals thereof. He said, who is worthy to take the book? Who's worthy to open the book? Who's worthy to look upon the book? And the elder stands up and says, let me introduce him to you. He's the line of the tribe of Judah. He's the root of David tonight. No human or angel could redeem. But this is the one who could. Amen. And here Jesus comes bearing two of his messianic titles. He comes out as the line. Amen. That line is first mentioned about the tribe of Judah in Genesis chapter number 49. That line would become a strong and a fierce and a deadly ruler. He came the first time as a lamb. He came first time meek and lowly. He came the first time as a servant. But I'm glad when he comes the second time he'll not come meek and lowly. He'll not come subservient. But he's coming as a ruler. He's coming as king and he's coming as Lord and not just King and Lord but King of Kings and Lord of Lords he has all power he has all authority tonight and he is the Lion of the tribe of Judah and the Bible says that Satan walketh about roaring as a lion seeking whom he may devour and that buzzard thinks he can roar but I'm glad one of these days Jesus Christ he'll step out on the scene and he'll roar like they've never heard him roar. He'll reign like they've never seen him reign and thank God his foot is on the head of a devil and he's going to cast that beast and cast that false prophet and cast that devil into the lake of fire where he belongs. Amen. He is the lion of a tribe of Judah but then he mentions him as the root of David. If we look at the genealogies of the Lord Jesus Christ In Matthew chapter number 1 and Luke chapter number 3, they reveal to us tonight that Jesus Christ was a descendant of David on both his earthly father and his mother Mary's side. What does that tell us tonight? That without a doubt, he's royalty. 
Without a doubt, he is the heir of David's throne. And one of these days, he's going to come. Thank God he's going to step out on the Mount of Olives. He's going to walk down through the Kidron Valley. He'll go through that eastern gate. And he's going to sit down on the throne of David. Why? Because it's rightfully his. And it belongs to him. Thank God he's not going to have to ask permission. Amen. He's not going to have to be voted in. He's not going to have to ask Israel what they think about it tonight. But he's going to come and he's going to take that throne simply because it is his tonight. Amen. That elder mentions to us who he is. He's David's son. He mentions what he is. He's the Lion of Judah. And he says what he has done. He has prevailed tonight. Amen. To open the book and to loose the seven seals thereof. Thank God that Jesus Christ is an overcomer. And because you and I have trusted Him by faith, we are overcomers tonight. I'll be honest with you. Sometimes in the world I feel helpless. I feel powerless. I feel downtrodden. I feel defeated tonight. But I'm glad for what Jesus told His disciples in John chapter number 16. He said, In the world you shall have tribulation. He said, But be of good cheer for I have overcome the world. Amen. But sometimes we don't feel like it. Sometimes we can't see it. But we have to just trust Christ by faith. And thank God one of these days... Our faith is going to become sight. And thank God we'll reign and we'll rule with Him. We'll see the fulfillment of the Word of God and see the fulfillment of the promises of the Lord Jesus Christ when He comes to take this book tonight. Thank God we are serving a supreme Savior tonight. Amen. Thank God that God, as Paul said, hath highly exalted Him and given Him a name which is above every name, that at the name of Jesus every knee should bow of things in heaven and of things in the earth and of things under the earth and that every tongue should confess that Jesus Christ is Lord to the glory of God the Father tonight. Amen. He is supreme. I like the theme of our church this year, making much of Jesus. And that's exactly what we ought to do. Preacher, every time we stand, we ought to find some place in our message to make much of Jesus. Every time you sing, you ought to find a spot to make much of Jesus. Every time you testify, you ought to find an opportunity to make much of Jesus tonight. Amen. You say, why should I do that? Because He's blessed me. Because He's taken care of me. Because He's given me good health and and good children and a good car to drive and all of those things are good tonight you could stand up you could talk about that Uh, but the fact of the matter is tonight is all of those things they can come and go but there's one thing that's always going to remain the same and that's God's character tonight and that's who Christ is tonight amen and we'll always be able to exalt him because he is good tonight And that is His character and that is His nature and He can't help but be anything but good tonight. John recognizes His supremacy. This host in heaven recognizes His supremacy. But I want you to consider with me the song of the Lamb tonight. Look at what they said. The Word of God tells us in verse number 9. And they sung a new song, saying, Thou art worthy to take the book and to open the seals thereof. For thou wast slain 
and hast redeemed us to God by thy blood out of every kindred and tongue and people and nation and has made us unto our God kings and priests and we shall reign on the earth. And I beheld and I heard the voice of many angels round about the throne and the beast and the elders and the number of them was 10,000 times 10,000 and thousands and thousands saying with a loud voice worthy is the lamb that was slain to receive power and riches and wisdom and strength and honor and glory and blessing and every creature which is in heaven and on the earth and under the earth and such as are in the sea and all that are in them forever and ever amen we think about first of all uh, that search for the lamb and then we find the supremacy of the Lamb as Jesus Christ reveals Himself uh, for who He is and the elder recognizes Him and then there is a worship meeting that breaks out in heaven and the appearance of the Lamb causes them to praise and the appearance of the Lamb causes them to worship not just in heaven, not just in the presence of Christ but everywhere in the universe that they begin to proclaim His goodness and His glory they begin to honor Him and to bless him they begin to proclaim his power they talk about the one sitting on the throne and how long do they do it they do it as long as they need to forever and ever tonight amen and as Jesus comes as this spontaneous outburst of worship comes there is a realization of what Jesus Christ has accomplished and John he was weeping in verse number uh, number four three and four and, and the Bible says uh, that he's no longer weeping uh, but he's worshiping here uh, is what the Bible says in verse number 13 and every creature which is in heaven and on the earth and under the earth and such as are in the See, and all that are in them heard I saying, Blessing and honor and glory and power be unto him that sitteth upon the throne. You know what happened when you what will happen when you get around people exalting Christ? It'll begin to rub off on you. Amen. If you've got any of the Spirit of God within you at all, when somebody's standing up and spiritual worship is taking place, but it'll begin to, to, to well up in your heart and well up inside of your breast. And you and there there is a connection there. And John joins in on this worship service and what we're experiencing tonight in Revelation chapter number 5 is the long awaited triumph of the Lord Jesus Christ what's going to happen tonight well Christ will establish his kingdom the curse of sin as we already said will be reversed the believing remnant of Israel will be saved and the church will be honored exalted and granted the privilege of reigning with the Lord Jesus Christ. That's why it's very important when we look at these future scenes in the Word of God, we take inventory of our spiritual uh, inventory and our, our spiritual uh, activity and our work and our labor in the present. Because we don't need to forget that we are living in light of a judgment seat. There's a whole lot of times I'm living for a paycheck. 
There's a whole lot of times I'm living to put food in the cupboard. There's a whole lot of times I'm living to pay the bills. There's a whole lot of times I'm living to take care of my wife and my children and to meet the needs and maybe the car's got problems and, and that's fine. And, and listen to me, we have the cares of life upon us and God expects us to provide for our own. But let us not get so busy in the here and now that we forget about the heavenly hereafter. We're living in light of a judgment see we're living in the light of his glory and we'll be judged by this book we'll be judged by this word and what we've done with Christ it's going to be weighed out and it's going to be measured and it's going to be tried by fire one day so here we are crying in verse number 12 with a loud voice their worship was loud Worthy is the Lamb that was slain to receive power and riches and wisdom and strength and honor and glory and blessing. You'll notice in verse number 14, And the four beasts said, Amen. And the four and twenty elders fell down and worshipped Him that liveth forever and ever. Had a conversation with a man one time. He was involved in a false religion. And he made the statement, he said, you know, heaven, to me, your perspective of heaven sounds boring. He said, I don't want to sit around on a cloud and just, just worship God for all eternity. Number one, that's a misconstrued view of what takes place in the scriptures. Understand that that kingdom is eternal. That new heaven and that new earth is eternal. And it's not going to be much, there, there's not going to be much activity in the clouds. But we're going to be enjoying the kingdom. We're going to be enjoying the new heaven. And we're going to be enjoying the new earth. And all of that is wonderful and, and that, that's fine. But what that gentleman was missing out on, he wasn't saved and he didn't have the Holy Ghost living on the inside of him. But what he was missing out on tonight is that heaven and, and, and the clouds and the glory and all all of those things. That's not what make, makes heaven heaven tonight. It's the fact that he wasn't satisfied with who Christ was uh, and he wanted to exalt himself in eternity. But listen, we've got to understand tonight that Jesus Christ is the chief end of this thing. He is the final goal. Amen. He is the reward. He is the prize. And just to be able to sit at his feet uh, and to worship him in all of his glory, knowing that he died for us, uh, knowing that he's God, uh, knowing that he gave us grace to repent uh, and allowed us to trust Him by faith uh, and to be not be numbered among the redeemed uh, and to be named as one of His own tonight. Amen. What a wonderful time heaven will be. As we consider this glimpse of eternity, one writer said this, he said, there are four things that are out of place in the universe. He said, number one, he said, the church is out of place because the church should be in heaven. He said, number two, Israel, which is out of place because Israel should be living in peace and occupying her promised land. Thirdly, he said, Satan is out of place because he belongs in the lake of fire. Fourthly, he said, Jesus Christ is out of place respectfully because he should be seated on the throne and reigning over this earth. And listen, all four of these things will be set right when the Lord Jesus Christ takes the book from the Father 
Father's hands. When he receives it from his Father. And when he receives it to do judgment upon the earth. All four of these things will be set right. Thank God they'll be put an end to sin. And put an end to evil. And he'll break those seals of this book. And he'll enact the judgments written therein. We should never be pleased. We should never derive joy from sinners and the wicked dying without Christ. But by the time we reach this point, men have made their choice. And they are now living with the consequence of their choice. Every wicked God denier, every devilish scheme, every atheistic mindset... Every crooked politician and crooked preacher will face God's judgment. But while that is taking place for all of eternity, you and I will declare, worthy is the Lamb. Worthy is the Lamb. He asked the question, who is worthy tonight? Who is worthy to have paid your sin debt? Who is worthy to forgive you of your sin tonight? Who is worthy to repent to? Who is worthy to put your faith in? Who is worthy to accept His grace tonight? It is the Lord Jesus Christ tonight. Christ died and was buried and rose again for your justification tonight. And if you've never been born again, listen, it's not about a funny feeling. It's not about your your, your life becoming better, though that may happen. What it's really all about tonight is that you are a sinner standing, awaiting the judgment of God. The wrath of God abides upon you tonight. But God loves you tonight. And he gave His only begotten Son so that you could be born again. You say, preacher, what do I do? Repent. What does that mean? Well, side with God against yourself. You can't save yourself. Your religious works are not good enough tonight. Jesus accomplished all of the work that needed to be done on the cross. And if you'll trust His grace, trust His gospel tonight, believe upon Him for salvation, He'll do what He said that He would do tonight. He said, For whosoever shall call upon the name of the Lord shall be saved. I know it's a Wednesday night. I know this is our normal church crowd. But it may be tonight you're here and you've never been saved. Judgment's coming. This is real. God's not playing games. You might be. But God's not playing games tonight. Would you get right with Him while you still can? Let's stand together.